Well, friends, we celebrate today Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete is Latin. It means wear pink because <laughs> it's really cool and manly, right? No, of course not. Gaudete uh, means rejoice, and it's an imperative. It's a command to rejoice always, even during finals week, to rejoice. So I know you're at the end of a long semester, but don't worry. I have something that will give you hope in the midst of your inner and outer darkness. It's just a small sign of what is to come because tomorrow will bring the fullness. I wrapped it with great love and with great care. It's a donut. It's a donut for you because tomorrow Deidre has ordered 12 dozen of these and they'll be downstairs in the campus ministry lounge area along with coffee. Um, 12 dozen, all right, uh, roughly 225 calories per, all right, that's 32,400 calories for you all, all right, just so you know. So hmm, let's take a bunch of sugar and flour and lard and let's deep fry it and then we'll combine that with coffee and that will be great study food. Just perfect for what your minds need, right? We'll get you all wired up and then a giant crash, probably right in the middle of your OCHEM final, right? So that's great for us. Um, I just wonder, I wonder, I wonder if there could be anything better that we could give tired and worn out college students for sustenance. I, I mean, I wonder if there could be anything better that college students who are tired and worn out might rely on for their sustenance. I mean, could there be anything better at this mass that we could give to college students that would be what they need when they're tired and worn out and that would give them actual sustenance, right? So this is a little bit back and forth, right, with our culture. Our culture gives you donuts. The church gives you Jesus. And it's different, right? So our culture will talk a lot about happiness church talks a lot about joy. There's a difference, isn't there? And often in our culture, we're told we need, we, we need happiness, but what we really need is joy. And I want to make a distinction between the two because happiness is so largely circumstantial, whereas joy is so often relational. And that's why we have such a sad culture. Because beneath the superficial happiness is a lack of real relationship. First and foremost with God, but then also with other people, including family, including real friends, real relationship that brings us joy. Joy is relational. That's why St. Paul doesn't command us in today's second reading to be happy. He commands us to be joyful. And to be joyful in a particular way because Christian joy 
has certain characteristics. So I just want to give you three, just three basic characteristics of Christian joy. First one's this, that Christian joy is produced by God. Christian joy is produced by God. It's not something we manufacture, but it's produced by God. St. Paul writes to the Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say it, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Later, he'll write to the Galatians, and he'll list joy as one of the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit that God produces this type of joy that our hearts are actually made for. It's God who does it. We don't manufacture it. We don't create it. Because oftentimes we can manufacture and create our own happiness. But we're actually called to go much deeper than what we could produce on our own. We're called to receive a gift of joy. And it's always in the Lord, right? It's when we leave ourselves and we enter into relationship with him. Or better yet, when we invite him and say, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, come into my heart, which is ransomed and captive. But you bring joy. You're the joy bringer. So come into my heart. Second characteristic. Joy has its source in the interior. Joy has its source in the interior. That's why it's different than happiness. Happiness is exterior. But joy is interior. It goes deeper than the circumstances of our immediate surroundings and what's going on on the surface of our life. In fact, when Paul writes what you just heard in the second reading tonight, all those things, let me just read it again. Brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, college students. Have no anxiety at all. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Make your request known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Friends, he writes that while he's in prison. Let me say that again. Paul writes that while he's in prison, while he's in chains for proclaiming Jesus Christ. His joy does not depend on his external circumstances, but it comes from a place of interiority, a deep place where he's met Jesus. And that leads to the third characteristic of Christian joy, that it abides. It abides. Paul says rejoice in the Lord always, not just when things are good, not, that, not when things are going your way, always, at all times, even, and maybe even especially when you're in prison, when things are hard, when the suffering's real, rejoice in the Lord, always, Paul says, Christian joy abides. But how can that be? How can we be joyful at all times when all of us have problems and many of us have serious problems in our lives? Friends, in the same way, that the ocean can be very turbulent on the surface and very calm and still in the depths. If you want the joy that the Lord offers, you've got to go deep 
You can't live on the surface. You've got to go deep. That's where that joy is found. And joy is found when we pray. That's what prayer is, by the way. Prayer connects us to that deep place where God is meeting us, where he is breaking into our lives, where we can rest in him even if the circumstances of our lives are difficult. And when we pray, we go deep. And the Lord continues to lead us deeper and deeper and deeper until there's a solidness and a substance to us that cannot be shaken by the storms of life. That's where joy is found. Joy, by the way, is able to embrace both good times and bad. Why? Because Christ shared all those moments. When we sing the song of Advent, O come, O come, Emmanuel, Emmanuel means God is with us. At all times, my friends, all times, not just the easy times, not just the good times, but especially the difficult times, that he is with us and therefore we can have joy because he's with us. He's Emmanuel. Joy is present even in the midst of difficulty and suffering. And let me just talk real quick about this vestment. I don't like it, okay? Because the liturgical color I'm supposed to be wearing is called rose, and this is pink. This is Pepto-Bismol <laughs> pink. Your jacket is a little bit closer. Looking good. Here's why. Rose, you know how you get that color that the church wants? Is you take purple and you put a little bit of white in it. And then you get rose. And there's something beautiful about that because purple is the color of repentance and even sorrow. Sorrow for our sins. Advent, Lent, these penitential seasons. You take that sorrow for sin against the backdrop of an imperfect world and then you bring the joy of Jesus Christ, then you get rose. And friends, I have to tell you, most of your joy in this life will be rose. It won't be pink. It'll be rose. Because even though there are joyful moments in life, this life is hard and we're not home yet. And we'll lose people that we love. And things that are hard will happen to us. And we'll be asked to carry the cross. It's not all purple. It's not all sadness. But God will give us the spark of his joy, a little white. That's why, by the way, the liturgical color for Christmas is white. Most of our joy in this life, though, will be rose. Heaven, pure white. No sadness. No regret. But this life, rose. I ran across a good line from the English mystic Julian of Norwich. She died in the 14th century, or lived in the 14th century. Died just in the 15th century. She said this, the greatest honor that you can give to Almighty God 
greater than all your penances and sacrifices and mortifications is to live joyfully because of the knowledge of his love. Let me say that again. The greatest honor that you can give to Almighty God, greater than all your penances and sacrifices and mortifications, is to live joyfully because of the knowledge of his love. Friends, the joy of the Christian, which is what you and I are meant to live in, comes from knowing that God loves us, that we're never alone, that he's with us always. And because he's with us, there's always something good to be discovered in everything we face. He is always acting. He is always moving. He is always accomplishing something great. Always, not just sometimes, always. When we know that, and then we know his love, we have joy. And so with St. Paul, I can say to each person here tonight, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice.